Hey, welcome to the Practical Farm Girl podcast. I'm your hostess, Natalie, and today we're gonna talk about the bear and the sword. So if that's not ominous enough for you to stick around, I don't know what will be. Let's get going. All right, so when I moved up to Montana, Tim was still down in Phoenix, and I moved in with his aunt, uncle, and two cousins who are already living in the house up here just to prevent it from being empty. So I moved into the add-on addition that we call uh, lovingly the grandma room because it was built for the original owner's mom to come live with them and their family. So I moved into this big empty room. I set up my bed on one side, kind of facing the other two smaller bedrooms of the house on that same wall. And I set up the goats and the puppy to sleep under my window that I kept open at night so I could keep track of them during the nighttime. And everything was going really good for the first few days that I was up here. I think I even told Tim over the phone something along the lines of, yeah, everything's perfect. We really did a good job researching and kind of patted ourselves on the back. Almost immediately after that conversation, we had a little experience that has stuck with me forever. And I thought I would just share the story with you guys first, and then I will get into the analysis and breakdown of what you can do differently or even similarly to um, have a better outcome if it ever happens to you. So there I was uh, in bed after 11 at night or so, and I was trying to fall asleep when the puppy started making a very strange bark noise. It wasn't his normal yippy bark or even an alert bark it was a growl bark combo like rough over and over and over and i thought he was he must be playing with the goats he must be trying to like get them up get them riled up get them to play with him which is not desirable when you are raising a puppy to guard livestock so i sat up i leaned towards my window and uh corrected him i said no puppy quiet and as i got that last word out a scream pierced through the house and my window, and it was Tim's 14-year-old cousin. Oh my God, it's a bear, bear. And I looked up over to her window. Sure enough, there was a big black bear standing up on its hind legs, looking into her window. Um, at this point, my brain had a little bit of a moment where I didn't move for a second because I was like, oh no. And luckily for us, the bear did not have any cubs. So it was just her. And she screamed, the bear dropped back down to all fours and started heading my way right about the time where the goat, where I yelled at the puppy. And also then the goats got up and started making meh, meh noises, which is like a dinner bell for a bear, of course. The bear has our way and she bites my buck, my most expensive goat, <laughs> on the butt. On, oh, like just a, on its two back thighs, just canine punctures right there. He screamed out. He kicked his back left leg at her. And for some reason that I don't understand, but I'm really grateful for it, she just let him go. And the goats and the puppy took off around the back of the house and went and like climbed into the woodshed. So they were secure, out of the way, and then there was just this bear that started lumbering slowly after them. 
obviously I had to go after the bear and make sure I chased her off. You can't just allow predators to come into your yard and make themselves at home. It's a really bad precedent to set. I knew that much. So after my my brain unfroze, <laughs> I was searching the room frantically for a gun, bear spray, a pot and pan to bang together, anything, anything to chase her off and get her to understand this is not her place anymore. And the only thing I found was a bussy sword, which is uh, the brand that my husband collects. He collects a certain kind of sword and knife of a fancy pants steel. So very expensive <laughs> option here. And, but it's all I had. So I, I ripped it out of the sheath. I swung open the back door, hopped off this little mini porch thing that we have back there and start running and screaming after the bear to get her not to follow around the house, the goats. And I, you know, so I've got two hands on the handle. I am swinging this sword around just in case she like charges me and I am yelling at her. And it's not like a, like an odd, like incomprehensible, like you see in movies. No, I am pissed. So I'm yelling at her, uh, telling her how much that goat cost. Like, is she going to pay me if he dies? Like, really crazy stuff. Obviously, the bear did not understand the words I was saying, but I do think she understood the tone of my voice because she knew it was time to go. So she hobbled to the back corner of the chain link and she got her front paws up and then kind of like very haphazardly thrust herself up and over and like kind of fell over the far side. It was not graceful in the slightest. And so she started just kind of lumbering back through the front pasture. So I was satisfied. She was heading in the other direction. She didn't stand up to look at me. She didn't even turn around. She's just like, yeah, okay, I'll go, which is perfect. So then I need to go find the goats. <laughs> Walk around the house. The backyard wraps around the house like a horseshoe shape. So they're on the far side of the horseshoe uh, in the wood pile. So the puppy and all the goats are hiding in there for dear life. Thank goodness. And everyone looks okay except for Pistachio. He has those puncture wounds like I mentioned on his, on his two back legs, two on each side. And then one's kind of like a gash. Luckily, it was only skin deep. There were superficial cuts. Uh, I don't know what happened to make the bear not bite him harder like she meant it. But maybe she just wasn't hungry. Who knows? So I grab him up. I leave everybody else in the woodpile. Grab Stashy. Get him inside. I put him in the bathtub and uh, get some warm water on him real quick to try to, like, A, prevent shock. And B, to get it cleaned up so that I can uh, shave him. And I, I use the Andis Livestock Clippers. I get him shaved up around all the puncture wounds. And then I used Chlorohex and Iodine, which are surgical scrubs that we used in the vet hospitals that I worked at. And got them all cleaned up, disinfected. And the, the punctures I just left so they could drain if they needed to. But the gash was pretty open and was I knew it was going to be an issue. So I actually just used super glue and kind of pieced him back together in little little chunks so that it it still could drain if it needed to but you know he was back together and nothing would really get in which was my concern so when he's all done I go out I get a gigantor wire dog crate 
and set it up in the grandma room with me and I got all the goats and the puppy in this crate in my room sleeping with me for probably the next week every night they would they would day outside and then at night I would bring them in so I, I had goats in my house on my carpet it was great so takeaway time um there was a slew of things that I did wrong in this story so let's break it down a little bit so it's more productive for you uh, correcting the puppy without investigating what he was actually barking at was my first mistake because it, had I actually spent a iota of a moment to actually see where he was looking and what he was growling at, I probably could have gotten the goats out of there before um, anyone got hurt. So that was the first thing. Trust your dogs if you get, you know, LGD puppies. Trust them even if they're puppies. Um, I had a kind of complete brain fart. And that was due to the just general lack of mental and logistic preparation on my part. Um, obviously, I used a sword instead of spray or a gun. Um, I didn't really have a plan, so I just ran outside screaming with no consideration for if that bear turned around and decided to fight me. Um, that could have ended poorly for me. And so we didn't have like really safe night containment for the stock or the puppy. In the backyard, um, I just had them under my windowsill. So we changed that. And I also didn't have an established relationship with any vet hospital here before we moved. Um, so, like, no one took my call that night. <laughs> so that was awkward. Um, things I think that went all right was the triage on pistachio, just from my past experience. Uh, we did okay on that. He healed up beautifully. And um, the post-incident containment um, that we organized, um, in a smaller area and then, um, having them inside at night for, at first, just to make sure the bear moved out of the front pasture all the way. So, um, things that we do differently now is we, uh, keep a shotgun by the door. We do night pen or we have everybody down in the barn and we do have more than one LGD now. Um, a lot more if you ask my husband and we, um, got him back up as soon as he was about 18 months old. We started another dog. So um, we also did a lot of research on bear attractants and how to limit and contain them since what actually drew the bear in was Victoria's Secret berry spilling perfume in Tim's cousin's room. So the more you know about bear attractants and how to limit them and control them, the better off your outcomes will probably be. So until next time, have a good week.